Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the best of Living Wealthy Radio with Teresa Kuhn. Be sure to catch our show live every Sunday on 1370 AM Austin. For information, archives, and upcoming presentations, visit our website at www.livingwealthyradio.com. Welcome to Living Wealthy Radio with your host, Teresa Kuhn. Good afternoon. You're listening to Living Wealthy Radio, heard every Sunday at noon here on Talk Radio, 1370 AM. Streaming live at Talk1370.com. I'm Teresa Kuhn, helping you live wealthier. Resources are available for you at LivingWealthyRadio.com. Are you adequately prepared for your eventual passing from this world? Yes, an unpleasant question, but one that we should all be able to answer. A recent survey from a Washington Post article revealed that over 90% of us believe it's a good idea to pre-plan and prepay their funeral arrangements, but less than 10% have actually had that conversation or begun any form of planning. Of course, no one likes to talk about death. I get it. I don't either. But what we're going to discuss on the show today, I think will be more than worth your time, and you and your family will benefit from the peace of knowing you won't be caught unprepared. Our guest, Christopher Hill, financial advisor and the most widely recognized editor and speaker on the subject of end-of-life planning. So, Chris, you must be just uh, the, the life of the party, <laughs> especially when <laughs> well, you tell people, you know, what you're, what you're focusing on these days. Yeah, well, I I, I just uh, I just wrote an article. Um, um, we were talking about this earlier. Um, in a, I write for a lot of financial services. Just as a as a background, I've been a financial uh, and retirement planning specialist for 25 years, and and I I merged into this when I lost my mother about 10 years ago, and I realized that this was something that. Um, is a is a guaranteed situation that our families and our clients are going to run into but there really wasn't anything in the way of training and education and and value that we really brought to our families and it really didn't hit home until I actually experienced it myself personally and uh so the the article that I'm I'm writing is called the end of life planning is the missing piece to the financial puzzle and it's funny you say life of the party because in the article I actually state um, I, I pose the question I say are you a death planner and I said if you were at a cocktail party and the funeral director was standing right next to you and you said this is uh, funeral director Jones he's a death planner they would probably you know either smile or accept and acknowledge that's who they are and what they do but if you said that to an estate attorney or if you said that to a life insurance agent, uh, they'd probably cringe and say, "Oh no, that's I have not." 
But, you know, there's so many things in our industry that we do that are really death planning. I mean, you know, a will or a trust is triggered upon death. A life insurance policy is something that's there to to protect against death. A long-term care policy is to to help maintain the financial and, and emotional and situational needs, you know, until death. So in some way or another, where we like it or not, you know, the topic of death has to be brought up more and more because our industry really hasn't had anything in the way of training and education in this area. And that's I'm, I'm really trying to make a difference because it's not it's not fun, but I try to make it fun because the reality is, you know, we all love our families. We all want to do everything we can that's in their best interest. But our industry and many families aren't equipped with the tools and the resources and the knowledge as to how to plan in advance, and they're not really uh, educated in that regard, and, and, and neither are the financial professionals really tackling a topic. We'll, we'll talk about life insurance and, and wills and trusts and all that other stuff, but we know our families are guaranteed to die. We know they're going to experience relatives that die. And yet we really don't talk about it. So it's something that I think we need to talk about. It's something that I know nobody likes to talk about. But I think that there's nobody – your your reference to the Washington Post article was uh, the, the music to the ears of the listener because 90% of families agree it's a good thing to talk about and plan for. So if that's the case – if you just take a proactive step and get it done, oh, boy, will you sleep better at night, and oh, boy, will you be doing a great thing for your family. So um, it's not fun. It's it's not uh, it's not something that I like to to uh, say I'm a death planner and, and expect the party to not part from my side of the room to the other. <laughs> but at the same time, you know, we have to face the fact that life happens, we can't control it, and uh, death is something we can't predict, we can't avoid, and we can't postpone. Right, right. So what happened with your mother's death that made you realize there was such a need to focus on this area of planning? Well, I, as I mentioned, I'd been doing financial and, and retirement planning for a long time, and my dad, 52 years, actually, still is in the business at age 70. And uh, when we lost my mother, um, just going back to before we lost her, she got diagnosed with cancer, and it was supposed to be uh, it was a multiple myeloma bone cancer that was supposed to have one of the longer life expectancies of other cancers. And and we went in, and uh, unfortunately, two or three months later, she passed. And and so, you know, there's there's a statement I I really think people should hopefully remember from that experience is I heard in, in in that Washington Post article, they said, you know, this conversation, you know, a lot of people say, well, it's too soon for me to talk about this. It's, I'm young. I'm healthy. I mean, I should do that later when I'm older. Well, this statement really rung a bell with me when I read in that article. It said, it's only too soon until it's too late. 
And nothing could be more true than in our situation because when my mother's sitting there in the hospital going through chemo and, and therapy for cancer, we're not talking to her about do you want to be buried or cremated and what funeral home do you want to use and who do we notify when you die. It's it's mom, you're going to make it. We're, we're going to pull through this. You know, we're, you're going to be okay. And that's too late to have that conversation. So... Um, you know, it really opened my eyes in two ways. One was, you know, when my mother did pass, my dad and I looked at each other. And, and just like everybody else here, um, we'll get into this maybe a little bit later, but we said, what do we do now? We, we had absolutely no idea how to deal with something so important from an emotional and financial perspective. And we went to the, the uh, nurse's station and asked them and they gave us the yellow pages we found the closest local funeral home and all i remember was a big fuzzy fog and we're sitting in a funeral home and they're going through two hundred fifty thousand dollars of options and we didn't know what we were doing my dad was a mess my sister was a mess and it was just a real big nightmare but but the other thing that really kind of inspired me to to get into this um um type of education and awareness is that you know I had I had delivered six life insurance death claims in my career meaning I had sold policies to six different people that died and I I didn't you know I felt like I'd done a good job I felt like I'd you know given them income when they needed it and planned for that unexpected event but this was a different kind of scenario that I didn't plan for in our situation, and I didn't realize that I was almost providing a disservice by not planning for when I when I handled those situations with my other clients who lost loved ones too, because they they needed the stuff that we needed. Most families have the same three questions, you know, what do we do now? Um, you know, who do we contact? What are the first steps? Who's a credible person to turn to? And, you know, I was I was uh, slowly starting to realize there's a great opportunity for me to turn my mother's loss into an inspiration and a passion to really help people make a difficult situation easier. So what would you say to, you know, obviously some people in our audience have had to deal with the loss of a loved one, but many have not. Um, I personally haven't been responsible for, you know, making any of the arrangements or planning. And like you, I have delivered um, life insurance death claims to families, and it never is an easy thing, but I've never heard, oh, my, that was that was too much life insurance that we had, right? Um, but, you know, the check's too big. We shouldn't have had so much insurance. Um, so that's always a source of comfort that you know you're bringing as a professional you're, you're, you've brought value to that family in a very difficult time. And a lot of people aren't aware, you know, the cost of a funeral is two parts. You have to plan a funeral at a funeral home, and if you're going to be buried, then you have to go to a cemetery and do a complete separate type of planning package. So between the two of them, the average cost is fifteen to $20,000 today nationwide, 
and people think that those life insurance policies are going to pay for their their funeral costs. Well, that's not true. And and the second thing is, is when somebody dies, assets are frozen. You can't get to bank accounts. You can't access monies. So it really creates, you know, family strife, uh, conflict. It's it's uh, and funeral directors won't work with you on a on a payment plan, or, or they won't work unless they have 100% of their monies in advance. So life insurance and and um, what what is also called pre need or final expense or um, you know funeral or burial insurance those are different types of policies they're small you know permanent policies that are guaranteed to be there within 24 to 48 hours when you need them how you need them but life insurance is not something that you want to bank on for for somebody that passes so I think I didn't mean to interrupt but I just wanted to make that point because that's a very common misunderstanding. Well, thank you for clarifying that. And yes, you're absolutely right. Claims are not paid right away, and it is for the living. The point I was trying to make is in in that situation, right, when it comes to life insurance, it has its place. But you're talking about something specific, and you just clarified that. Um, So what you're referring to is the immediate death and the planning around the immediate death, the funeral planning, how to pay for it, um, talk about that part of it. Well, um, uh, let me, uh, when I do workshops, um, what I typically do is, is I start out um, and I, uh, I commend and thank everybody, and I'll do the same for your listeners, you know, for really just letting me be a part and share this information with you because it's really important. I'm, I'm really passionate about it, um, and, and uh, it's, it's important. The, the second thing is, is, is I'll, I'll start out and I'll say, hey, um, funeral and cemetery records show that more than two-thirds of the money spent in funeral homes and cemeteries, so the money that's being spent more than, you know, 70% of the time is the wife, the surviving spouse, and their children. So the the husband's usually not, uh, um, is usually the one that predeceases. So if we're speaking to the wives, this is exponentially more uh, something that's going to hit home. But if we're speaking to husbands or we're speaking to children of parents, I'd just like to ask you one simple question, and that, and it's a really important question. And that is, if last night an accident had occurred and your spouse or your father or mother had died in a car accident or, let's say, um, unexpected heart attack in their sleep, whatever the situation is, now that they've died and you wake up today, what would you be doing right now? And I can tell you that a pin can drop in that room for a long period of time because nobody really has the answer to that question, and yet everybody needs it. So that's a really, really easy way to bring a difficult situation to real life because that day is going to come and here's the here's the destructive part about it i mean think about what you've got here you've got you've got four things colliding that you never ever ever want to have in in this in this situation first you got huge grief and loss and and terrible terrible emotional situation the second thing is 
you got 150 decisions about, you know, sometimes more or less, that need to be made in 24 to 48 hours. And you don't have a clue what to do, how to do it, or where to even start. Um, you got to come up with a fifteen to $20,000 cost. Dying is not cheap, and I can tell you those costs are only going to go higher. And then, you know, the, this is the worst part. What decision in the world would anybody want to make? that's important when it comes to their family's money and their emotions where they walk in and a decision needs to be made in these circumstances they are uncomfortable they're unprepared they're unfamiliar and they're uneducated and yet they have to walk in and deal with something that's so significant to them and their families and think about this we have we have a situation where a spouse has lost two things, and two really important things. One, you've lost your companionship. And I don't mean, you know, somebody to to be with you and, and hug you and, and be your spouse. Of course, that's lost. But what I mean is your companion is the person you make decisions with your whole life. Everything you do, whether it's dinner or trips or, or buying a car or anything, you make these decisions together. Now you're all on your own, and you got to do this without that partner. And then the second thing is, is there's a financial loss in, in almost every situation. There's income loss. There's there's um, um, income replacement that needs to take place, and all kinds of financial repercussions. So it's just a an absolute perfect storm of you know scenarios that that all take place at the same time. And if you can imagine that was our situation and how difficult it was, it kind of hopefully helps you see why I'm so passionate about trying to help families not have to go there because you don't. I mean, you know, Vince Lombardi is one of the most famous legendary football coaches in history, and I always use this quote uh, in every kind of planning I do. And he said, the difference between failures and success is largely determined by the amount of planning and preparation put into the future. And if you really think about when we leave this earth, if you're a Christian like I am, you're excited about something brighter and better to come. we got eternal life with God. But without getting into the religion or faith side of things, we have two options. We can leave a mess or we can leave a legacy and a wonderful memory. And the longer you wait, the older you get, the harder it is to do, the more expensive it is to do. And then the longer you wait, the more likely it's going to be, uh, you know, too late to do, or it's going to be something that, you know, you just never have the opportunity because something unexpected happens. So you have to be proactive. You have to say, I love my family. You got to take a step forward, and you really have to start doing this. And I just hope that I can serve as a as a educator, a messenger, uh, um, some kind of a um, um, inspiration to families to really think about this, make this a part of what you're doing for your loved ones, because you're going to be remembered in a way that that you want to be. And they're going to be able to remember you in a way they want to rather than having to scramble around and deal with so much financial and emotional decisions at a time where they should be celebrating your life and your memories. So what are your recommendations in terms of the planning? What would that look like? 
Well, if you think about, you know, uh, planning a wedding, I mean, uh, I, I just go back to, uh, you know, I always say, think about the similarities between a, a funeral and a wedding. I know they're two totally separate events, but in both events, you have, you know, you got to notify your family, your friends, your loved ones, your coworkers. You got a church involved uh, or a synagogue. You got flowers and pictures and videos, and a, usually a pastor or minister and food and music and speeches and love and memories and traveling and and planning and accommodations and lodging. Those are all very similar things that happen between weddings and funerals, but with a wedding, you know, you got help usually with a planner, you got decisions in six to 12 months, and, and you can pay before or pay after. With a funeral, you got little to no help, you got 150 decisions in 24 to 48 hours, and you got to pay everything in advance right there on the spot. So the two pieces that, that are absolutely critical. And the first is exponentially more important than the second is to document and detail your final plans and preferences. Write down exactly what you want, the way you want, and how you want it. And there's too much to talk about what what that is, but some of the basic things are, you know, what funeral home do you want to be buried or cremated? Um, you know, what? Uh, who do we need to notify? All your vital statistic information. If you were in the military, make sure you have your DD-214 handy. Um, create what I call a love drawer, which is all the important information and details. You know, do you want to be in a church or do you want to be in a funeral home? I mean, if you're sitting down, like I've done so many times, and by the way, I don't make any money off doing this. I, I have the largest website on the world. It's a resource center, funeralresources.com, and I and I work and help with a lot of families, but I, I feel like it's more of a ministry than a job. And... Um, if you if you sit down and you look at um, all the decisions that need to be made, you know there's there's so much involved and it's so overwhelming. And the reality is, it doesn't need to be that way. But if you have documented and detailed all these final plans and preferences, that is that is so important. I mean, that literally means that you can walk in, hand this to your funeral director or cemetery director or crematory or however they want to do it and just say, this is what they wanted, this is the way they wanted, now we're going to go out and celebrate their life and their memory. That's a totally different world than what I went through, and you don't want to go through our world. Right. Um, so, you, you know, on the website, funeralresources.com, there's lots of great free downloads that you can get. There's a family record guide. There's a funeral planning checklist. There's 125 things that must be done after after a death occurs. My passion and prayer is that people will will do this in advance, but there's a lot of stuff that happens if, it, if there isn't any advanced planning. And then the second thing is pre-fund it. That's not something you have to do, and but Chris, it's something that you discuss, can do. Let's discuss pre-funding when we get back from the break. Our guest today is Christopher Hill, and we're discussing the importance of end-of-life planning. Join us after the break. It is a really, really important conversation we're having. Teresa Kuhn with Living Wealthy Radio.
Living Wealthy Radio. Visit Teresa's team online at livingwealthyradio.com, 1-800-382-0830 now. Call 1-800-382-0830. Welcome back, Austin, to Living Wealthy Radio with Teresa Kuhn. Our guest today, Christopher Hill, is a financial advisor and the most widely recognized editor and speaker on the subject of of end-of-life planning. He's helping us understand how to prepare for the inevitable and make sure our loved ones aren't vulnerable to debt and painful decisions and confusion when the time comes that you die. Uh, Chris, so we were talking about, um, before the break, um, how to pay for these funerals. And the analogy you made, which I think is a great analogy, and I'd never thought of that, is how much, you know, planning for a wedding and planning for a funeral have in common. And planning for a wedding, you've got 6 to 12 months of time to make decisions, and there are tons and tons of decisions to make. But when one dies, especially unexpectedly, you said there are over 125 things at least that need to be decided on. Typically, you've got to pay for it right there and then, and you're overwhelmed with grief, certainly not ideal situation to be making decisions. Well, and keep in mind, the funeral director is going to do their basic services. I mean, they're going to help you transport the body. I mean, I've worked in funeral homes for years, so I I know they're going to help you transport. They're going to help you do any embalming. They're going to do their professional services of being around and ceremonial stuff. They're going to offer their home for a wake and a viewing, and and they're going to provide a limousine for the family and, and maybe some flowers or casket spray and help you get the casket. But that's that's just the basic services at the funeral home. That's not the 150 decisions that you were talking about. So, you know, when you're when you're done planning a funeral, don't think that that's where it ends because that's where it begins and it gets exponentially worse. But um, we talked earlier about the importance of really, really putting things in writing as to what you want the way you want. And then the second thing that is important, but I think the first is more important, but but you can also pre-fund it. And there's different types of insurance policies out there where you can buy that are specifically designed for end-of-life expenses. Um, Final expense and pre-need are the most common categories. There's funeral trusts, and I don't want to get too complicated, but these are policies where the payments stay the same and the, the insurance is there forever, and you can pick who the beneficiary gets it, and um, it pays within 24 to 48 hours so that the funds are available when you need it, how you need it, and ideally you want to coincide that amount with the type of funeral that you choose and, and what the anticipated costs are. But on the you know on the website funeralresources.com there's there's stuff on there where you can get free guides to document your plans and preferences and then there's a place where you can get a free funeral or insurance burial quote request they're pretty affordable I mean they're fifty dollars a month on average um, and there's something that every family can and, and may choose to do but here's here's the point as to why the other is more important than the the insurance. I can give you a check for $20,000 today, and if you lose a loved one, you got the money, but you still have to go through the nightmare process. 
you still don't know what to do, you still don't know how to do it, and you still don't know all the details and and planning and and all the things. And you got to remember, um, you know, the, the 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 spouse is typically not really involved. They're they're in disarray. My father at the uh, time was sitting with his sunglasses on, just in hysterical. He, crying and you know so they're not really involved the children are usually taking care of that and um so so when you when you factor in you know the fact that there's money that's great i think that's a good thing to pre-fund it i'm not saying it's it's something you shouldn't do but i'm saying first and foremost make sure you pre-plan and pre-arrange your your preferences and all the details because that's that's the stuff that's priceless. You know, there, if you do both, I think you've done a, a great job. And, and the good thing about doing it through a funeral home is that what funeral homes do is they guarantee pricing. So if you go in and you pre-plan your funeral and you do it today, I mean, I've had lots of families I've dealt with that bought packages 30, 40 years ago, whether it was a cemetery or a funeral package, and the price was guaranteed at the time, and and now their funeral was five hundred dollars, where today it would have cost them fifteen thousand. So if we could lock in our kids' college education fifteen years ago, everybody would have done it. And so that's the value in doing it with the uh, the funeral and cemetery industry is is not only do you pre-plan and pre-arrange the important details, but you can also lock in the price so that it's it's going to pay for all that package that you want, regardless of what the costs are going forward. And there's other type of policies that don't guarantee um, they're more just like a fixed amount for a life insurance policy, and that's typically the, the funerals are, are pre-need policies, and the latter is a final expense policy. But the, the, there are two ways to prepay and pre-fund it. They're good options. You can get a free quote on the website. And, um, again, this is not something where you go to the website and you're going to get called or spammed. Everything's free. I don't make a penny from the website. There's 400 pages on there. It's been referred to as the Wikipedia of, of funeral and end-of-life planning, and I'm not boasting about that. I'm just saying that hopefully shows how hard I've worked and how how much I continue to work to really help families get through this difficult process and ideally get them to proactively plan in advance. It's a tremendous resource for sure. When it comes to um, pre-need planning and working directly with a funeral home and a cemetery, what happens if a family, you know, does their planning, let's say, in, you know, a northern state and decides to move south? Is that something that's a that... good question? Um, you, any funeral home in the world will honor, honor any pre-planning policy. The difference, the only difference, is that the price is not guaranteed. So, if I'm in South Dakota, I'm trying to think of a, a low-cost state that comes to mind, and little town, and and I I do a, a pre-planning package. It's five thousand dollars for that particular funeral home. And then I want to do it in in uh, Los Angeles, California. That funerals, that same package may be ten or fifteen thousand dollars. So you may have to come up with the difference between the two. So one hundred percent of every single funeral home allows you to make it portable, so that you can change it to a, a cemetery or a funeral of your choice. So that's why it's an absolute no-brainer to go in and do it. 
because it doesn't matter where it happens or when it happens, it's done. It's just there could be a price differential depending on which companies you use. And something else I'd like to really make the listeners aware of is there's a trend out there in the industry. You know, it used to be over 95% of the funeral industry was family-owned and operated. And today, um, there's probably 10 to 15% of them are corporately owned. And what corporate-owned means is, is they're publicly traded stocks on the New York Stock Exchange. And I'm not here to tell you one's better than the other, but I am here to tell you that one is, is more of a um, – uh, a model that is built for revenue, and accordingly, you can almost rest assured the pricing is going to be higher than a family-owned and operated. So people need to know that because when grandpa and grandma passed and used Jones Funeral Home, and then mom and dad used Jones Funeral Home, um, they don't change the name. When a corporate takes over a, a family-owned and operated, the name stays the same. You don't know it's a corporate facility unless you ask. So I would encourage, you know, if anybody's going to do some pre-planning, to find out if they're corporate or privately held. You know, there are some advantages to the corporate funeral homes, and I'm not saying that they're they're bad, but they have uh, they're generally their prices are are higher, and because they're corporate, you know, you just think about. Um, any stock in the world. I mean, if you own stock in Apple or IBM, you know, you're a shareholder in that stock. So you want them to increase their revenues and decrease their costs and and that's the model in the world that they're in. So they're not their funeral directors are doing valued public service. There's nothing I'm saying bad about the corporate funeral homes. What I am saying is it's something that you need to know about, you need to look into and you need to make sure that you know, if you choose the corporate versus the private, that at least you knew you had your options and which one was the best fit for you. Well, it's like many other industries. It's the, it's the consolidation of that industry, and you know it can be profitable. And like you're saying, there could be benefits, right? Um, so as far as working with you know doing the pre planning and and paying for it, if one doesn't want to work with a funeral home, what other options do they have? The funeral expense insurance, which you say pays within 24 to 48 hours. There's lots of companies out there and there's lots of agents out there, uh, insurance agents that make a living selling. Um, if, if you're not going to work with a funeral home, um, funeral homes are pre-need, and those are the ones that are price and package guaranteed. If you're going to go outside of a funeral home, you're going to be dealing with uh, what's called a final expense policy. And, you know, you can you can contact, I mean, I can, I don't want to name names of companies, but there's a lot of big name companies. You see them on TV all the time advertising, you know, pre-need plan or pre-planning, and your cost never goes up and your price stays the same. So those are those are some companies where you can get a, a guaranteed policy. There's no health or physical exam. Everybody qualifies. You know, you can get up to usually twenty five thousand, thirty five thousand dollars. And um, you know, they're affordable. But the the challenge there is that uh um you're dealing with somebody who's primarily focused on selling the insurance. And as I said earlier, it's really nice to have an insurance package, but just be sure 
that that package is consistent with your final plans and preferences. I mean, the disadvantage in the final expense policies is the beneficiaries are the children. And, you know, the children get the money and they get to choose what to do and how to do it. Mm. And if you haven't spelled out your final plans and preferences and that policy isn't consistent with that final plans and preferences, I'm not saying that that this is uh, what people are typically going to do. But, yes, there have been situations where people will get a $20,000 insurance policy and say, well, since they didn't let us know, we're going to find a, a $700 cremation and we're going to pocket the, the other $19,000 because we really are in a financial bind. So, you know, you have to you have to think about everything and it has to be planned and done properly. So if you're working with somebody that's going to help you pre-plan um, on the insurance side, make sure that they're doing a pre-plan on the documented and detailed side as well so that you know what that policy is going to pay for, that it's going to pay for the right amount, and that it is going to go to the right people that are going to make sure that they carry out that plan. And then most importantly, make sure they're aware of it, where it is, and what you want, so that when that time comes, they can just grab it. And I mean, in a perfect world, let's think about it. Everybody would love to just say, I am so sad that person is lost. They grab a box. They bring it into the funeral home. Here's what they wanted. Here's here's the policy and how much it's, it's going to be all taken care of. We're going to go put together all the pictures and the ceremony and call all the people to come and celebrate their lives. Here you go, funeral director. Goodbye, and we'll see you when we need you. That's that's a wonderful thing. That's that's a gift you can't put a price on. And that's a legacy. I mean, think about that. If that were you or me, the first thing I'd be thinking is, man, they loved us so much that they took the time to put all this together so that we didn't have to do any of this. What a what a selfless and wonderful act of love that is. And it's really kind of, I mean, I don't want to criticize people that don't do it, but it's kind of selfish if you don't. Because if you're listening to this, you heard at the beginning of the show, 90% of people or more agree it's a good idea to have the conversation. They agree it's a good idea to pre-plan and, and consider pre-funding it, but less than one out of 10 people have actually done it. So what has to happen is there has to be more awareness, there has to be more education, there has to be more access to financial professionals and resources and training and education in people, and that's really what I'm trying to do in um, in this uh, mission that I'm on is really just to help people learn more, help them understand what a terrible situation they're going to get into, um, and make sure that they can take whatever steps possible to make it easier because it's never going to be easy, but we can we can minimize or eliminate a lot of the difficult stuff that doesn't need to be there. Well, what would you recommend to those um, listening who are concerned about their aging parents but, you know, find it awkward to bring up the conversation with their, their parents? Well, that's a that's a great question, and um, you know the way that I always uh, talk to my clients about it is, it's a it's a terrible thing to to want to bring up to your parents, but use use me as your guilty guy. Make me the death planner. Make me the the bad guy, and just say, hey, 
I was listening to a financial advisor on the radio, or ideally, my financial professional and I were sitting down talking, and and he asked me about you guys and how you were health and financially, and if you had any end of life plans and preferences. And we didn't know, and, and it got us to thinking, and they encouraged us to sit down with you and just talk about this because, you know, we know that someday you're going to have to leave us. We don't like to think about it, but the worst thing that would happen for me, Mom or Dad, is that you leave this earth, and we don't know what you want. We don't know the way you want it, and we don't know how to pay for it, and we've got all these disagreements, and, and we've got all these challenges, and I, I'd really like to ask you to do us a favor and and help us to take care of some of this stuff in advance so that, you know, we really can get that out of the way and we can always know that we're gonna we're gonna have a a wonderful transition from here to to eternity and we're also gonna have a uh, a less difficult road to travel. So I, I think that's the best way to do it is to really make it about, you know, um, I want you to do this for me. And then the second thing that you can do is you can you can tell them that um, you have learned or come across, everybody knows somebody who died at a time or in a way that nobody expected. Um, uh, everybody knows somebody that 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 passed um, early or in an accident or something, and that got them to start thinking and to have the conversation. I mean, here's here's an easy way that you could say something to your parents that they would have really nothing to say. But I agree. If you were to make this statement, if you were to say, "Mom, Dad, I really, I really feel like you know." You love us enough to where you've probably done everything possible to make sure that we inherit as much as we can possibly get from you. And and if you haven't done that, I'm sure you will, and, and we love you for that. But there's one thing that we really don't want to inherit and that we hope that we don't have to inherit, and that's the responsibility to have to lay you to rest. And we'd like to ask if you could just have that conversation with us. I mean, it's happening and growing exponentially. I mean, the Social Security Administration is sending out information to all seniors and people that are on their their uh, funding to discuss and inform and educate and encourage them to pre-plan and pre-fund their funerals. If you go into a nursing home, they won't accept you unless you have a pre-arranged uh, funeral home and cemetery package. Right now, there's a huge growth in what's called death cafes and death dinner parties. There's a there's a state, I believe it's in Michigan, I'm, I'm sorry, a city, where the entire city has chosen to become proactive about this and 86% of the people in this city have done their pre-planning and widely and openly adopt and talk about it. I, I saw it on the news, and I, I was just so emphatically excited to see that, you know, the baby boomers are going to be growing, but so is so is their passing. Technology is expanding. Life expectancies are living longer, and we've got so much more ways to communicate it's going to be more common to talk about it. It's going to be easier to talk about it. And and there's there's ways that are exploding right now that are currently taking place right in front of our face. So it's a 
it's something that's going to get easier, but it's not an easy conversation. I got a totally different approach for financial professionals that want to talk to me. Just go to funeralresources.com and and you can find my phone number or or contact us um, to help talk to their clients about it. But those are just a couple ways. But you know, if you think about it, what child, what what mother and father in the world would would not want to help a child who came to them and said, you know, mom and dad, I I love you and I really care about you. And I've heard and seen and learned that, that, you know, when someone dies, there's a lot of stuff that takes place and a lot of, a lot of difficult challenges. And, And I would like to just, you know, talk to you a little bit about that and see if we can help you guys get set up. It's only going to take a little bit of time. Once it's done, it's done. You can sleep at night knowing it's done and rest easy knowing when the Lord calls you home that you're going to be okay and that, you know, things are taken care of. But I just don't want you to leave that burden to us when we really don't know what you want and how you want it. You know, could we could we find some time to talk about it? I mean, what, what parent's going to say no to that? Chris, you've given us so much to think about and some great advice. Uh, your website is funeralresources.com. We will also uh, post a link on our website along with um, a recording of the show at livingwealthyradio.com. Fantastic information. Um, Your mother's legacy, you're certainly making good with that. And uh, the amount of energy and love and attention you're putting to this topic, um, very timely topic. Um, You know, congratulations to you for that. Well, thank you. I appreciate the opportunity, and I always say that I pray that my end-of-life plan has in it somewhere that I I left a legacy to make a small contribution in something that's so large and so important, and um, I hope I helped listeners learn a lot and, most importantly, help them start taking a step forward on this because it's really a good thing, and everybody wins. Absolutely. Thank you so much. All right. Great to be here. Take care. Bye-bye. Living Wealthy Radio on Talk 1370 and streaming live at Talk1370.com. I'm Teresa Kuhn, and I hope you'll join me again next week as I show you ways to live wealthier. Resources are available for you on our website at livingwealthyradio.com. presentation is for educational and informational purposes only. The info being presented does not consider your particular financial objectives or situation and does not make personalized recommendations. This material is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified tax advisor or legal counsel or other professional, and you should not use the information in place of a personal consultation regarding your specific situation or needs prior to taking any action based on this information. We believe the info provided is reliable but we do not guarantee its accuracy, timeliness, or completeness. What if there was a place where your hard-earned cash could grow safely and sanely without being pilfered by bankers, Wall Street, tax collectors, or other persons of dubious character? A place where you could say no to the motion sickness-inducing ups and downs of the stock market, 
where you didn't have to grovel on your hands and knees every time you wanted to borrow money from some tight-fisted banker who collects all your private data and then turns you down. Such a world sounds too good to be true, doesn't it? Well, it isn't. All you need to do is call toll-free right now and ask for your Living Wealthy Financial Information Packet. It costs nothing, and it will tell you exactly what you need to do to chart a more prosperous financial course and take back what belongs to you. So, do it. Call right now. 1-800-382-0830. That's 1-800-382-0830. Or... Visit our website at www.livingwealthyfinancial.com. You'll be glad you did. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.